Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. As the phoenix rises from the ashes, it's time to fly. Welcome back to another episode of the Phoenix Splash Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Cornelius Bell, JCB, one third of the band from Ringside Podcast, and out there in, well, I guess that's Kentucky. You could call it Kentucky, Louisville, if you will. My yes, man, sir. my I guess my ace. I ain't gonna drop the end, Bob, just yet. Brett Jager, one half of the Brain Buster Boys. What's going on, Brett? Tell me something good. Well, I said it uh, last time and nobody heard it, so I'm going to say it again. We're moving to Osaka, baby. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> let's just do it all just like we did. <laughs> so if you don't get the joke, it is an inside joke, so we're going to have to t- come back for a little bit and rewind the tape. We did record the PSP last Monday night, uh, but unbeknownst to myself, uh, the cat my tag team champion of cats pulled a heel move of heel moves on me and <laughs> fucked with the computer. So basically, it did not record. I had to come back with hat in hand and apologize to Brett. These two little bastards have been on my shit list. They're lucky they're getting fed. <laughs> they are sitting behind me right now with my spray bottle next to me. So just in case they want to start getting a little too cute, they will get sprayed. So there will be no mishaps this week around. So for myself and these two little bastards behind me we apologize for fucking it up the first time so what we're going to do this hey, time it, on- is, it is all good my know, brother at least even though it didn't see the light of day we still got to spend two and a half hours talking wrestling together and well, we're here to recap it again over and uh yeah we are we are charging forward here on the phoenix flash hey, and we're going to throw a little you know nugget of present I guess wrestling. We're going to talk about the yeah. first night of BSOJ thirty, and then we're Which going to has double. Been excellent. It has been really good. Um, I shouldn't say pleasantly surprised. This is what I expect to see from BSOJ. It's not. Yeah, um, it's a great great field this year, and yeah, obviously uh, we'll get right into it. But yeah, I've been really night two was definitely a little weaker, but. One and three were both excellent shows and very fun to watch. Agreed, agreed. Uh, from there, we are going to then go back and talk about the things that we didn't get a chance. Well, we talked about, but like uh, Brett said, didn't see the light of day. Uh, Noah Majestic on 5-4. We're going to talk a couple of uh, TJPW matches on 5-5. Five, five. Stardom from 5-4. All title matches. Just going to do a brief overview of that uh Stardom, we might have to stay a little bit longer because there's going to be a little bleed over to what is going to happen Um, from there. and now we know it's official. Now we know it's official. Right. So, so that's why so I there to was make some sure. uncertainty Monday. And don't forget uh, also wrestling Don Taku from New Japan as well. We'll uh, loop back and hit that as well. And if we want to maybe briefly touch on those uh, road two matches because. Uh, I mean, at least Tai Chi Shingo, I know we both uh, 
thought we're that, very, very high on that. Yeah, so I thought, I thought plenty, that was, of, plenty of good stuff there. I thought that honestly that was one of the best matches of the year, and it's it's on my list of best best matches of the year. Um, I think we're going to cover it, so let's just not dilly-dally. Let's just jump right into it. We're going to jump into the New Japan portion of the program. I didn't change any of the drops, so it might not make sense to you this first time around, but it's not going to matter. It's still New Japan, so let's get into it. So, obviously... That shit. Obviously, best of Super Juniors <laughs> started this week. Yeah, I was gonna say you ain't mad about hearing this one again. Oh no, God no! Are you kidding me? <laughs> we can do this all night. And long. neither am I, of course. It's on yeah. my Spotify for Christ's sake. Yes, I want to listen to it. I'll listen to it on the loop when I'm at work. Sometimes, BSOJ started this weekend. Uh, we had the three uh, first three nights of match play going on. A uh, little different, and I'm glad once again we got a chance to do this the second time around because the rules have changed or going back to what are the original rules and for someone like me who has never known these original rules i've always known that there were two blocks the winner of the a block winner of the b block meet each other in the final and you have a winner this year apparently they've gone back to the old rules so you will have four guys advancing to a semifinal. You have an A block winner, an A block runner up, a B block winner, and a B block runner up. A block runner wrestles B block runner up and vice versa. That's your semifinal. And then the final, the winner of those two wrestle the 28th on the final. So a little different. I don't necessarily mind that. It's an, it gives a couple of spots to two people that might not um, be able to sneak their way in. Uh, they were talking about Bushi, uh, the way he runs hot and cold throughout BSOJ. Obviously, running cold at the, at the start, you know he's going to roll out four or five in a row. So if he can get a, a second spot, he's going on to the semifinals. So let's just talk about the two blocks first and going back to the old system where you now have four people going to the semifinals and then how they break it down for there. Do you like this old system coming back to play? I do. Yeah. Like, cause like you said, it just, it's another opportunity for guys who may not have had that high profile spot of a semifinal match. And, you know, you look at someone like Mike Bailey, like Leo Rush, both starting right out of the gate three Oh, uh, 3-0, and so, you know, hope would love to see one of those guys sneak in. I know I mean, when we did our picks last time, you had picked Mike Bailey in the finals, and, you know, New Japan has had a tendency with, you know, some foreign guys like Moxley in his first G1. I think Ace Austin had, like, a real nice run to start last year, and then they kind of tail off at the end, but, man, Speedball, I was going to say, if you did a new drop this week, it would – to me, it would have to have been Speedball's music because holy shit, has he been impressive and is he over like wildfire with the Japanese crowd. But uh, not getting too far ahead here, but yeah, I definitely dig it. Um, you know, just there's two more high-profile matches that should be really good. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed uh, how these blocks have started to shake out. Yeah, we've had, you know, like I said, Leo and Mike Bailey starting hot 3-0. And then on the other side, Kushida Owen mm. 3 mm-hmm. and I could see him rattling off four or five, you know, maybe even all six of his remaining matches and maybe sneaking into the semifinals. So, um, you know, we've got some interesting storylines already kind of starting to develop. Um, 
Connemaro, I mean, I know he lost today, but beating El Desperado, who we both picked to win. So, you know, and I think Despy will be just fine, and he's won his other two matches since then. But I like Doki getting the big win over Kushida, <laughs> so I like that they've continued to push the just five guys. You already die. And fucking Chris Charlton when he was like singing the song is like we are just five guys. And then I was humming that fucking song last night. Hell and no. Caro, who was with me, is like, "What's that song?" I'm like, "It's just a stupid wrestling never, never song." Never mind. It just takes you too long to explain. Don't worry about it. Da, 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 da. I just could not get it out of my head. So uh, oh. yeah, we love them, and yeah, it's been a very, very fun start. I've been really enjoying it. Over like Rover. Who would have thought burgers and fries would have turned into something like this? <laughs> Good Lord. Let's start. It's uh, lovely. Right? Let's start on the 12th. Uh, first match right out the block. You had Clark Connors versus Kevin Knight. Uh, Kevin Knight, um, one and a half of the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. I was kind of not even concerned, but just curious to see how they would book him. If he's going to be the, the young lion of this group, um, where he's going to eat a bunch of pins, get a win or two here or there. I do like the, the one way, the one way they do this. It's not all a block matches. It's on, it's not, all not B block matches. It's just a conglomerate of a and B block matches. Oh, so yeah. it's just, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You got 10 matches a card. Uh, it's about uh, two hours and a half, give or take. So, I mean, this shit is just flying yeah, right by. I love breezy, it. breezy, beautiful watch. Yeah. yeah I've been, uh, I don't know if like later on they do end up splitting them up at some point. I think there might be a few shows, but yeah, these that are just 10 matches, all tournament matches and you know, a lot of them going under 10 minutes too. So yeah, like you said, these have been shy of three hours and just a fucking joy to watch. Yeah. These guys are, are working hard and, uh, been very entertaining for sure for sure i was gonna say that you stole my thunder a lot of these matches are under 10 minutes and i think that's kind of the reason why it's at least these first three days have kind of floated right by uh clark connors gets his first win of best of super juniors his first points and first win of the tournament being uh kevin knight uh taiji Ichibori beats uh <laughs> taguchi taguchi apparently at the press conference no, no more butt stuff he says he's gonna be uh serious so far he's been serious and so far he's taking three l's i'm waiting patiently for that butt stuff to come on out i'm like all right man you taking three l's ain't no way you gonna stay uh, straight for too much let's longer see the red let's see that red underwear taguchi yes, come on say, you gonna pull that thong out here in a little bit ain't you i know that's right dan maloney makes his um bsoj 30 or i've been loving the drilla baby man he's just got that greasy look you know i i don't know i've just been real i've never seen him before um so i've really been enjoying what he you know not necessarily the highest quality matches that he's had but I've definitely just enjoyed him and his persona and his attitude. And, uh, yeah, what have you thought about Maloney out of the gate? And had you seen him before? Yeah, actually, on the uh, the Lost episode, uh, I had said that I remember Dan Maloney from Progress Wrestling. Um, that oh, was that's the, right. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the first yeah. uh, organizations I, re- I stepped out to outside of the WWE bubble. And I was like, okay, you know, I can watch this. And so I, I remember Dan Maloney. And I just – I don't watch Progress progress right now so he kind of fell off my radar and then all of a sudden he came back up and i'm hearing he's on you know this bsoj lineup i'm like oh shit this is interesting i totally forgot about his um his finisher the uh driller killer 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I just love his just his facial expressions. Like I said, he's just got that. He looks just like uh, someone right out of The Sopranos. You yeah. know, he's yeah. got that you real greasy. Italian looking, yeah, and I know he's British, but he looks Italian. Yeah, and that's a, yeah, that's not a guy I would want to owe money to. Oh fuck no, he's gonna take more than your <laughs> thumbs. Uh, Dan Maloney <laughs> comes out, he gets the win over Bushi. Uh, Kushida, like we just kind of finished saying, he's zero three. He loses his first match versus Doki. Not and I'll, I'll just say this about Kushida, which is kind of funny. Um, all three matches. It felt like he was winning, and then he lost the match pretty quickly thereafter. This Doki match in particular really stands out because the crowd kind of turned on him, and Kushida was like, oh, you're going to turn on me. You're going to start booing on me, and he started to heal it up a little bit. Um, I agree with you. Ultimately, I think Kushida does make a run, but interesting that he starts 0-3 in a loaded A block. Um, yeah, and I, I really enjoyed this match. Only 8 minutes, 32 seconds, but... It was uh, very great. Like you said, the crowd really hot behind Doki. And I think he got like some sort of roll up, you know, like a flash mm-hmm. pin, if I recall correctly. But yeah, I mean, eight and a half minutes, I would have liked to see it go a little longer. But for what it was, I thought this was an excellent match. I went three, seven, five. Um, but yeah, good stuff here for sure. But in order, I gave Clark, uh, Kevin Knight, 3.25, Ishimori Taguchi, three. Maloney, Bushi 3, Kushida, Doki 3.5. Akira versus Master Wado. Uh, Master Wado gets the win. A little surprising just because, you know, Master Wado, and I I said it on Twitter, he feels like he's the new Sonata. Every time you think he's getting ready to go ahead and get this win, he does something silly coming off the top rope. You're just like, ah, Kevin Kelly was great this afternoon when I was watching it. He was like, I wish I had a hat. I'd throw it down. I was like, man, I'm with you, Kevin Kelly, because now I'm (laughs) you made me aggravated just listening to you getting mad over uh, Watto coming off the top rope when he had, uh, who was it this afternoon? Uh, He had Desperado, basically. Yeah, El Desperado. Yeah, he's like, no! No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm sitting there with the hand in my like the face palm emoji. I'm just sitting there like, oh god, here we go again. So of course, conversely, he- I love what he's been saying about Akira's dirty mouth because <laughs> like, Akira will often like curse at him in Italian over there, and yeah, multiple times in these first three days, he said something about him having a dirty mouth. Man, Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton. I know we've said it many, many times. They're probably the best in the biz, right? You know, with Stewart and uh, Mark Pickering nipping at their heels. But, man, they're just so great. And I do want to give TJP a ton of credit. Kevin was loving it. I mean, he told him probably five times how great he was, and I agree uh, for night two. TJP was excellent on commentary and made me like the guy even more. So, uh, yeah, commentary's been spot on. I was going to say, TJP, I I would – I don't necessarily like what you know what he his beliefs are outside of wrestling, but when it came to wrestling, when he's on commentary on point, I cannot take it away from him. He was really good, and he needs to come yep. back at some later point. Show uh, is another guy that's making promises he can't keep. He says he was going <laughs> to play it straight throughout the tournament. That lasted all of thirty seconds. He <laughs> and uh, Evil attack Leo Rush before the match. Leo Rush turns it around. 
gets the win in his first BSOJ tournament match. Robbie Eagles beats Yo. Uh, TJP loses to Teton. A little bit of a surprise there. Kanemaru beats Desperado. And then in the main event on night one, you had Mike Speedball Bailey versus Hiromu. This is one of my favorite matches of the tournament so far. Uh, Mike Bailey goes over in that match. Um, in order, I gave Leo Show three stars, Robbie Eagles, yo, four stars, TJP, Teton, three and a half, Kanamaro, Despi, 3.75, and Mike Bailey versus Romu, 4.25. Like I said, I, this is the one I was waiting for the main event, Mike Bailey coming over, well, coming back over to Japan, but making his BSOJ debut, and it didn't disappoint. It was all that you oh. would want and then some. Beating the. Yeah, I would say ace. it exceeded. Exceeded expectations, and again, like I said, uh, the crowd just loved him. And I mean, he was all smile. I mean, he's just so fucking great. Um, I loved it, and obviously, he was in DDT. I think they said like 2015, 2016. So okay. he'd been to Japan before, but it's been quite a while. So for him to get that nice of a reception and really, you know, soaking it in, and you know, he's been. It seemed like another a n- new edge to him, I feel, over here than we've seen in Impact and on the Indies. Uh, and, man, it's been a fucking joy to see. So I didn't really rate Leo's show, but I went four on Robbie Yo, three, seven, five on Teton TJP, four on Kanemaru Desperado, and four and a half on Speedball Hiromu, which is currently my match of the tournament. Now, I, I was going to say I can't necessarily disagree with it. I got a, a couple that I have tied for <clears throat> match of the tournament so far, and the common denominator is one Speedball Mike Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Crazy as it may seem. Let's jump over to the 13th. Uh, you said it. I agree with it. Not the best match quality, but – Good enough. It, 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 it didn't feel like I wasted my time. How about that? No, not at all. It was still still a pretty enjoyable show. But, yeah, I mean, I had one match here at four stars. That was uh, Hiromu and Doki in the semi-main event. Um, and then I went 375 on Yo and Master Wado and then kind of everything else <laughs> in that three to three and a half range. But, uh, yeah, still an entertaining show, but definitely a notch below quality-wise of one and three. But, Having TJP, like we said, was a nice bonus, and uh, yeah, still, still solid stuff here. I, go, I, I had to laugh because you were, you said you went three point seven five on Wado Yo and four on Doki Romu. Or yeah, I went the exact opposite. I got four for Wild okay. and three point yeah. seven five for Romo Doki. But it just shows there you, you how you know pretty close in quality they were in matches. Um, We'll just go backwards on this one since we're talking about it. Uh, Master Waddle versus Yo was the main event. Um, Yo is quietly one of those guys that I don't think gets enough credit. Um, we talked about Yo where you you have like four guys, really, that's the top tier echelon guys of the junior junior heavyweight division. No particular order. We You know, it's to me, it's Hiromu. Bushi, not Bushi, Jesus Christ. Uh, Desperado. <laughs> say, are you on drugs? <laughs> yes, I am. And that's why I made the mistake. <laughs> Weed ain't a drug, yes. brother. Okay, fair enough. Um, Ishimori, <laughs> Romu, Desperado. Kushida is on that uh, that level. Uh, I'm missing one more. Who did I miss? Oh. Um... 
I don't know. What would you say Robbie Eagles is probably Demon's maybe a half down, step below? Yeah, Hiromu yeah. Desperado. So you got Ishimori, Desperado, Hiromu, and Kushida. I would say that's the four. That's and the then because Wado was the, in the match at Wrestle Kingdom, but he's not at that level. No, um, he's below. Yeah, I would say those would definitely be the top four. With you know, I would say Eagles being right under there since he's a former you know, IWGP junior champ. Yep. And then like your yo's, your master Wattos, kind of that next tier down. Okay. So yeah. And then, I mean, speedball, who the hell knows? I mean, hopefully he'll end up getting a shot at Hiromu, you know, after getting that win. So I don't know when that might be, but I would certainly love to see as much speedball in Japan as we can get. Can't you say forbidden door boys and girls, maybe? Oh yeah, Just... that could just throwing it out that there. That could be something. Just yeah. throwing it out there. It's it's a long shot, but, you know, it, weirder things have happened. I, I'm not sure how the relationship with Impact and uh, AEW is after their little um, merger or the, or the lack thereof. I guess partnership is a better choice of words. So it might be a stretch, but if you can make it happen, that would be the easy choice. Dominion might be a, a second uh, possibility there, too, but we'll figure that well, out. Well, Dominion... Dominion usually it's the yeah, best the of Super, Super Junior, Junior winner, winner versus yeah. the Hiromu. Ugh, okay, yeah. Well, fuck it. I'm just saying. Well, then, damn it, we're gonna. I'm rooting for me, Mike Speedball Bailey even more now. Shit, if you ain't gonna get it, we just, you ain't gonna win it. Then he's got He's got this underneath as the the safety net if he doesn't win the tournament. I just want him to win it for so he sure. can get get the title shot and let's just do it the right way and versus, you know, oh, so-and-so won. Desperado is our pick, obviously. And I shouldn't say so-and-so won. Desperado won, but Bailey gets a shot. I mean, I don't want to be like that because I, I want to actually think that Speedball has a chance. Obviously, he beat him the, the first time around. So I would like to think with more chips in the middle, he could beat him the second time around. For me, I would be lying if I said I might be a little disappointed that Desperado won, but hell, Desperado hasn't won anyway. So, I mean, what fucking difference is that? <laughs> well, and we both picked him. So, <laughs> I just think so. One thing Azar actually pointed out is looking at the Dominion card as we stand. Right. <laughs> crazy we've got sonata and yoda suji as the main event which i'm fucking fired up for and i'm sure you are too but just on paper you know that's not anywhere close to a big marquee matchup you've got okada in a six-man match which you know is is gonna have mox there's a very very slim chance it'll have danielson but again this is gonna be like middle of the card right you've got fit finley and elp which again has a lot of intrigue but it isn't like that top top tier type match right. so if you have el desperado versus hiromu you know this has been an eternal rivalry it's never happened at dominion before seems to check a lot of boxes of, you know, making a lot of sense to happen. So I'm sticking with my pick of El Desperado. Uh, I had said El Desperado over Leo Rush, which shit, I'll just, I'm going to stick with it. I don't, I was kind of struggling to come up with who the other semifinalists are. I, I really do think Kushida might win all six and get in there. Um, but, Hiromu could still make it even though he's got two losses. I don't really want to see him in it just because you know, he's going to get the winner anyway and you know, I think he'll probably maybe lose one more match and maybe there's like a three-way tie 
maybe it's hell. Maybe it's he, Leo, and Mike Bailey. Three-way tie, and by virtue of Hiromu losing to both, he doesn't move on, you know. Fuck, I'd love if it's those two, but um, we shall see. And then, you know, Robbie Eagles, of course, we'd mentioned, but he and Desperado face on the final night of block action. So I'd like to think that's probably like an elimination mm-hmm. match. You know, winner, winner goes on. So maybe we see Clark get that second spot in B block, perhaps. I mean, he's, you know, two and one right now. He's definitely he's got the new attitude, which I've really been enjoying. Um, I don't know. Who, do, who are you kind of thinking at this point? I know we're kind of just all over the place now, but are you still feeling Desperado and Bailey as your finalists? And who are you thinking the other two representatives are in that semi? So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, obviously, I'm, I'll pick Mike Bailey to win the A block. I'll stick with that. I'll go with the second, the, the runner-up, whatever you want to call him, as uh, one guy that we haven't even said yet, at least – you know, in this little possibility of guys that could be in this semifinal. Ishimori. Ishimori would be my next. Who's man. also 3-0. You know? Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's been quietly just getting the job done. Yeah. That, and also, he's never never won it. He's been to that one final, 2018 against Hiromu, which is probably one of the 25 best matches I've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's just kind of lying in the weeds. But, What's yeah, up? that's definitely a great pick. Which is weird because <clears throat> I can't think of Ishimori and lying in the weeds in the same you know, know. context because you know, know Ishimori's not that dude. You know, you know who's but coming. But that's kind of how he's been the last year. I mean, even remember when he had the belt around this time last year, and he was kind of ducking Kushida mm-hmm. and like maybe defended it once in like four or five months before dropping it at Wrestle Kingdom. So. I agree with you, but it's almost seemed like this last year he has just kind of been more of a background type player. So I'd love to see him kind of get thrust back in that spotlight because when he's on, he's as good as fucking anyone. We know that. So, uh, and you know, his matches thus far haven't really been anything amazing. I think, you know, night three against Doki was probably his best match, which, you know, three and a half, three, seven, five, but. I imagine when he wrestles Hiromu, the likes of Hiromu, Leo, Mike Bailey, we're going to see some some top quality shit from Ishimori. Oh, no doubt. You, you know he'll turn it up. Um, obviously, the B block, I have Desperado. We have Desperado winning the block and winning the whole damn thing. Um, as my second guy, and this just goes back to our just five guys theory of a lot of them, oh, if not all of them, getting Kanemaru, is, huh? is my next. Yeah, I would. I think he's going to be the runner-up in this. I block. love it. He's, he's come out hot. I thought he was going to win this uh, third match. It felt like that. You know, the today's match was a slam dunk versus Kevin Knight. But obviously, once again, this is why I love yeah. this New Japan because just when I think this is a slam dunk, psych your mind, fool. <laughs> Kevin Knight wins. <laughs> so at that point, I was like, all right, all right, you got me, Gato. I'll start paying attention, motherfucker. You need shit. I'm just trying to get some cereal. I figured this is a good time to do it. But no, of course, you just throw a curveball <laughs> in my little narrow ass. So yeah, I'm going with those four guys. Uh, Bailey, A block winner. Desperado, B block winner. To uh, I'm sorry. Um, Kanemaru B block runner up, and then Ishimori A block runner up. Then that would get. And are you still still sticking with Desperado over Bailey? Are you going to swap the mic? 
No, I'm going to stick with it because that would give me Ishimori versus Desperado in one semi. You would get Mike Bailey and Kanemaru in the other. Bailey can beat Kanemaru. That will be a bang-out matchup. Ishimori, Desperado, roll the ball out. You know what you're going to get. And, you can, and I would still get, in, in my theory, you would still get Speedball versus Desperado and Desperado would win. So that way you can kind of, if you're talking about checking off these boxes, a lot of guys that haven't done this are going to do it. Bailey can go. I would, I would be surprised if he went to the finals. I would love to see it. If he went to the semifinals, I think that would be maxing out for Mike Bailey. It would feel very similar yeah. to what they did to did with Ace Austin. He was all he was right in the mix all the way into the final night. I think uh, lost to Francisco Akira, if memory serves me correctly. So in that scenario, dirty ass mouth. <laughs> in that scenario, I wouldn't have a problem with um, Mike Bailey having that same kind of Ace Austin Ace Austin esque kind of run. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, but yeah, I, I really hope he does force his way into the semis because whoever it's against, I would love to see him in more a uh, match with more stakes. You know, so uh, bring it on. I know, and I know we just railroaded talking about night two. <laughs> no, I mean, we, admittedly, no, there's we, nothing. I'm just going to rattle through uh, it. I'm just going to rattle through it. Yeah. I agree with you. There's nothing. There's not a match that after those top two matches that we've that already, already talked about. There's nothing really to talk about. But just for the sake of shits and giggles, let's just go through winners and losers. Yo beats Master Wado. Hiromu beats Doki. Desperado beats Bushi. Ishimori beats Teton. Francisco Akira beats Kevin Knight. Mike Bailey, once again, defies the odds, beats Show and all of fucking the House of Torture. Not all of them, but just evil, but same concept. Robbie Eagles beats Card Connors. Leo Rush beats Taguchi, still playing it straight. Kanemaru beats Dan Maloney. And then TJP and Kushida in the curtain jerker. TJP wins in that match. I agree with you. Uh, there's not a match that I have under three stars, but there's not a match that's over four stars. So that kind of gives you a general, at least from my perspective, the general idea of, you know, good matches, nothing great. Um, they just kind of roll the ball out and let this thing happen. So let's just go over to the third night. Uh Mother's Day, uh, May 14th, opened Probably up. Probably the best show thus far, in I, my opinion. It started off a little slow, but then the middle was like, oh, okay, shit. All right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Let me buckle this shit up. Um, and then the last, or two of the last three, um, I mean, really the last three, three but yeah. Desperado, Wato was a little bit lower than those other two. But, yeah, I ended up with uh, three matches at four and a quarter here. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, get into it. Yeah, I got two of the three at four and a quarter, so that that's that's so fucking funny. Kanemaru and <laughs> Kevin Knight open the show. Like I just spoiled, Kevin Knight gets his first tournament win, his first points of the tournament, beating Kanemaru. I was a little surprised because I was thinking, like I said, this is going to be a slam dunk for Kanemaru. Not the case. Kevin Knight, I love his athleticism. We just got to clean him up a little bit, but I think that's just reps in ring, and he'll get to that point where he'll just... <laughs> You just got to clean it up, Kevin Knight. But you, you're going to be straight, I was brother. Happy, I was happy to see him get this dub, though, because, you know, he's not a young lion anymore, so he needs to get some wins, and I think this was a good one, you know, like you said, over a guy like Kanemaru who came out winning his first two matches and been really been booked strongly of late, so I was happy to see it. But, yeah, a little bit surprised as well. No, I, I would 
like I was saying before, but my thought is that he's not a young lion, like you said, but it's still kind of taking me a a minute to wrap my head around the fact that he's a champion. So you got to kind of book him a little stronger than, you know, just, you know, if this was, I don't know, Fujita from TMDK, you just, he would eat all pens. It wouldn't even be a problem. You know, we would all move on. You know, just hope we'd have a nice little Shoto Umino, you know, moment where, you know, you scared the bejesus out of somebody, but ultimately it would never happen. In this case, you got to book Kevin Knight a little stronger. So that's why I was mostly curious on how he was booked from start to finish. Winning this match, it's like, you know, I know you're not the man, but we got to throw you something. Katamaro is a nice bone for him to chew on for the, the next couple of days until they get back to action on Tuesday. Show beats uh, Taguchi. Um, they were both going well, to... Was- Go ahead. For, yeah, for House of Torture shit, I actually enjoyed this. You know, you did have Show coming out, um, you know, with his New Japan shirt, giving the wrench to the ref, you know, acting... You know, as outwardly like he's going to play it straight as we've seen, I think, since he turned heel. So part of me is like, mm, is he? Because, like, I fucking, we haven't talked about it really, but I fucking loved Show, man. He was mm-hmm. such a workhorse. You know, those matches with Shingo, I mean, plenty of others as well. The guy was amazing. Um, so I just, I'm, I just want to see show back. So forgive me for biting a little bit. Um, but then of course the lights go out, evil comes out and then he low blows them. And yeah, it goes pretty quickly from there, but that was at least better than your normal house of torture bullshit. I think. No, I, I, I found myself chuckling at the end where evil's patting down to Gucci. I'm just like, I'm shaking my head like, oh, shit. You know, here comes the, do- <laughs> the okey-doke. You just don't see it coming. And obviously, low blow and the fuckery continues. It was good for what it was. I gave it three stars. I mean, I don't. it wasn't great, but it was enough to where... Like I said, I caught myself chuckling. And for House of Torture, if I'm chuckling, that means it's it's actually done something that it usually doesn't do next to rolling my yeah, eyes. Yeah, it's, it's not anger. Right, it's like when I hear the music, I'm like, God, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm rolling my eyes already. It's so Pavlovian and scary. Clark Connors gets back on the board, or back on the winning track, I should say, um, beating Bushi. Ishimori beats Doki and Francisco, Francisco Akira beats Robbie Eagles in order. Amazing, amazing match. I gave that three, uh, three, seven, five on that. Uh, Doki Ishimori 3.25. And then the first three matches, uh, Kanemaru, Kevin Knight, show Taguchi and Clark Connors and Bushi, all three stars. Yeah, Akira and Eagles is uh, probably my second favorite match of the tournament and was my match of the night for this show. Only 12.02, but man, they had great chemistry. Mm-hmm. A lot of great counters, a lot of great kicks, you know, some submission stuff. It was very fast-paced. Yeah, I was locked into this one. I loved it. Yeah, this was one of my three, four and a quarters, as I said. And uh, yeah, I was probably uh, three and a half on Ishimori Doki and... Yeah, I think three kind of makes sense for those first three matches. They were all pretty short. But, uh, yeah, 
Akira, man, like last year, obviously best of super juniors was his like, you know, coming onto the scene in new Japan. And I'm like, wow, this guy is impressive despite his fucking whore mouth. Um, (laughs) but more of the same this year. And I mean, we talked about that catch 22 title run was excellent. Uh, yeah, I love this guy only 23 years old. Um, but yeah, this match, I, I loved it. I was uh, dialed in from the get go and would love to see it again and get a little bit more time. But, uh, yeah, high marks for me. Yeah. I like TJP putting him over on a commentary, uh, yeah, kind of, you know, saying that, you know, sometimes his hot head gets him in trouble, but sometimes, you know, that fire gets TJP going. So he definitely put uh, Francisco Akira over on commentary. I agree with everything he said. I agree with everything she said. I think Akira is an up and coming superstar, whether it's in New Japan or wherever else he wants to go. But right now, New Japan is using him in a way where it's baby steps. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Francisco Akira be a IWGP junior heavyweight champion somewhere down the line. Me neither. Me neither. I'd love to see it. For sure. Um, let's go with the final five matches. Uh, Teton beats Kushida three in a row for Kushida. Els, we talked about that already. Dan Maloney, speaking of getting back yeah. on track, he beats <laughs> Yo, which was a little bit of a, I wouldn't even say a little bit of a surprise. It was a surprise. Yeah, just, I was, call it for I what was it definitely was. surprised. Yeah, yeah I, I, for I, sure. I, it caught me where I, I kind of sat up in my chair. I, I was loved like, what it, the yeah, give me all the grease, baby. <laughs> I'll say no, just take my money. I'll just feed the kids some <laughs> rice and beans this week. Mike Bailey continues his hot streak. He beats TJP. I thought that was one of the best matches of the night. Master yep. Wano, uh loses to Desperado. And in the main event, Leo Hiromu 2. Leo Rush gets a little bit Leo Rush gets a little bit of a receipt. He beats Hiromu. Hiromu is now one and two to start the th- the front third of BSOJ um, in order of I guess with star ratings I'm sorry before I let you go ahead Teton uh, Kushida three and a half same for Maloney yo I gave four and a quarter to Mike Bailey and TJP four stars for Wado Desperado four and a quarter for Leo and Hiromu so I have three matches tied for match of the tournament so far two with Mike Bailey TJP and Hiromu and then the third is the Leo Rush Hiromu rematch from uh, their title match what would you pick of those three as your favorite if you had me at gunpoint, I would probably go with Mike Bailey and Hiromu. 1A, yeah, 1A is probably Leo and Hiromu. 2 is probably Bailey and uh, TJP. Yeah, so I was three and a quarter on Teton Kushida, three and a half Maloney Yo, four and a quarter TJP Bailey, three seven five. Despi Watto and four and a quarter Leo Hiromu, which was awesome. Not quite as good as their title match earlier this yeah. year, which I had at four and a half and mm-hmm. I absolutely loved, but this was great as well. And, you know, nice to see Leo kind of throwing Hiromu off his game a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I loved it. So, uh, yeah, I would say after Hiromu, Mike Bailey, num- that's my number one. I would go Akira Eagles as my second favorite, mm. then Leo Aromu, Mike Bailey, TJP fourth, and then probably, what would be my fifth? Probably something from night one. What do we got here? Sorry, I have it up. Oh, uh, Robbie Eagles and Yo yeah, probably would be. That, that, 
that fifth spot for me. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been very exciting. And like we said, uh, you know, long way to go. We're only a third of the way through, but it's what, like, is it 16 out of 20 days or something like that, that they're having shows? Yeah, I think that's what they said. Uh, out of 18 days, it's like 16, 18 days or something. It's like a really compact schedule. So, I mean, they get the yeah. day off tomorrow, and I think they go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in a row again. Or they might, okay. I think it's Tuesday, Wednesday, or they're off Thursday and they go through the weekend. But it's it's going to be jam packed through the week, and they're they're going to get it in, and you know it's going to be do miserable wreck to my sleep. But I don't even really sleep anyway. So I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? All right, let's jump back to wrestling Duntaku for a second because obviously in the last episode that was discussed <laughs> and wasn't heard. So let's talk all title matches. Uh, we'll start at the top. Uh, Sonata obviously beats Hiromu. 27-30, bell-to-bell. I thought this was one of Sonata's best matches that he's had since he's been a champion, since he's really been in New Japan, period. Obviously, we said about the post-match spoiler, Yoda Suji comes out. I was thought he yeah. was going to attack Damn. everybody. He just attacks the Jess Five Guys faction, pulls Hiromu aside, or gives the LIJ fist bump, and then takes Hiromu to safety. So, obviously, we have not seen Suji since this, but he is now a member of Los Iguanables de Japón. You said it. I would kind of echo those same responses and say something that I said the last time and it didn't meet the lie today. I like the fact that it's Suji as the guy that's coming over to LIJ versus guys that you know we threw out there that uh, ELP was somebody we threw out there. I know we threw a, a couple other names out there as well. So, Yoda Suji to me is like we said the last time he could be the future leader of Los Angeles de Japón I could see him and Naito somewhere down the line wrestling literally and figuratively for the control of LIJ so the future in that scenario I think is you know there's a lot of possibilities there just for the present I didn't think he would get thrust right into the main event picture and have a title match on top of it. But in the second biggest show of the year to boot. But we are here. So I'm here for and it. And I I love it. Yeah. I'm here for it as well. Uh, if you haven't seen his match versus Tomohiro Ishii at Royal Quest, I believe that was last year. Or was that two? Yeah, I think it was night no, it was last year and it was two nights, right? So yeah. I think it was night. Ooh, but yeah, it was definitely last year. Go out your way, go find it. This is why you you will see why I'm so high on him. I remember him as the young lion, and he he had a, he was a young lion with size, but nothing special. And then I saw this match with Tomoro Ishii, and then he was something special. <laughs> so to have oh, him yeah. in the Lij fold, I'm sorry, I'm a little giddy schoolboy at this point. I can't wait to see him stomp some people out on the road to losing to Sonata because unfortunately that's what's going to happen. Next up, going backwards, the semifinal uh, match was Tomatanga meeting uh, David Finley, 25-01, bell to bell. David Finley takes the Never Open Weight Championship. Um, friends were telling me that, and I was saying this to you, and you kind of agree with me, with me on this one, 
I heard friends saying that David Finley, you know, wiped the mat with Tom and Tonga. I can't say I agree with that. I would say that David Finley dominated the back half of that match. Tom and Tonga and David Finley, you know, was basically even for about the first 10 to 15 minutes, give or take. Let's just say 10, make it simple. The back 15 was David Finley. So in your mind, I can understand why people might want to say that David Finley wiped the mat with Tom and Tonga. I disagree with that. Other people, you could watch for yourself, judge for yourself. The one thing I did take away from this match is the fact that Tom and Tonga has been wrestling uh, without a contract for New Japan. So I'm surprised, A, they rolled the dice with Tamataga and gave him the never title after the Carl Anderson debacle. And B, credit to Tamataga. He did not mail it in. He did what he had to do, if, even if it was the job to make David Finley look good. Because ultimately, I think this is what it's all about, is to build David Finley up. Um, yeah. I think Tamataga is a... It's a loyal company guy. I, I hate to use those words because it sounds just so generic and bland, but in this scenario, I think it applies. Thoughts on the never open weight title match? Yeah, I mean, when we discussed this uh, last Monday, I was unaware of that contract report. Obviously, I've seen it since um, and was surprised because, yeah, I, I agree. Like, he's... You know, he came up through the Young Lions system or through the dojo, and he's been there since... Shit, I mean main roster 2012 you know because bullet club was 2013 obviously og member of bullet club you know he's really just getting his first chance to truly shine as a single star and you know we talked about it um you know has had big matches against jay white or big wins against jay white and okada and then followed up with big title matches that he lost but you know he's kind of like hitting his peak right now so I definitely don't want to see him go anywhere and was surprised by that. But yeah, I agree with you. Finley needed this, you know, he's needed the, this kind of coronation, so to speak, this dominant win. Cause you know, he's talking about how he's a savage and, you know, just like Jay white before him really kind of coming through on everything he says he's going to do. And, you know, I think it went a little bit too long. I think they could have shaved like five minutes off this. Um, I went three, seven, five, and I was four and a half on the main event. I didn't mention that, but yeah, I agreed with that. I, I thought, was just getting ready to ask you that. Yeah. And, uh, let's at least mention that brutal Hiromu back bump. Cause that was just insane. Like five minutes into the match, but, um, yeah, happy to see Finley get this. Uh, and then let's talk ELP, uh, real quick, you know, coming out after the mm -hmm. match, huge baby face pop. You know, soaking it in with the kids and all the fans out there. He's clearly part of Hontai. And, yeah, while it would have been awesome to see him in LIJ, I think this definitely it makes the most sense for him to kind of just align with the New Japan Army and, you know, be that squeaky clean baby face that we know he can and uh, is going to be exciting to see. So yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to that match. I was going to say, uh, I was just off subject for 30 seconds. I watched that uh Nakajima, uh, Shiozaki versus Keno and Manabu Soya match from Noah this weekend. And that was obviously that was the main event. And when Axis came out, I was just like, this just doesn't look right. I mean, they're in my, they're in the Steelers colors. I'm just like, this is not right. <laughs> Are they in matching? Did they have matching yes, gear? Yes. Oh my God. I was like, no, this, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> 
Just turn on him, Nakajima. They too late. They don't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in that scenario, I totally agree. One of these things is not like the other. I just, I'm going to give it time. Let's see how it plays itself out. Maybe it will take care of itself. Doubtful, but let, let's just see how it plays itself out. Like, like I said, for me, ELP with Hantai is fine. So Suji with LIJ makes total sense. At least in my head, it does. If it doesn't, anybody else, that's okay. I'm a mark, so it, for me, it makes sense. Backwards, <laughs> going again, uh, 1936, bell to bell, you had Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii bury their, well, not even bury their hatchet, but Ishii and Tanahashi could play nice long in the, in the sandbox long enough to take the never six-man titles away from Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, and Ren Narita. Uh, post-match, um, John Moxley comes on the screen. He and Shota Umna are going to have a third man meet these three men at Dominion. Uh, I'm assuming for the same titles. I don't even care who this third person is. The fact that John Moxley is coming <laughs> over to Japan, I think, is the biggest story of the bunch. It it at least sets up possibilities for G1 participation from Moxley and others. I'm not going to say Brian Danielson. I just want Danielson to come over once or just meet Zack Sabre Jr. in a neutral spot that's called Toronto and do their thing at Forbidden Door and we can call that shit even. You know, if you want to do G1, that'll be the cherry on the top of the cake for my ass. Um, any thoughts about the match, the post-match for this uh, Never Open Wade six-man title? Yeah, really enjoyed the match. Um, you know, it was a little sad to see Strong Style lose because yeah. I really like that team and it was, you know, one title defense, short reign, but you know, having Okada with this championship kind of gives it some legitimacy, you know, just like that. Um, we'd mentioned the the run that uh, the Bishamon guys and Ishii had recently, I think two years ago, was probably the, you know, best title run that we've seen with these belts since its existence. Um, but, you know, now I think just Okada having it makes it mean that much more. And, you know, we've got Moxley happening, so that's awesome. So, uh yeah, the match was really good. You know, you mentioned kind of the the dissension between Ishii and Tanahashi, which, you know, ended up working out in the end. You have, you know, um, Ren really kind of coming for Okada and those two interactions kind of carrying the match. And hopefully we get a singles match out of those two in the near future. And then, you know, Desperado, Suzuki just doing their thing as always. But, yeah, very good match. Very intrigued to see, you know, what happens with these championships. You know, I think Wheeler Yuta is probably very likely. Obviously, we're seeing mm-hmm. the team of Moxley, Shota, and Wheeler at Resurgence take on, what is it, Okada, Ishii, and Rocky Romero. Sounds since, right. Uh, since Tanahashi will be fighting Osprey that night. Of course, we got to at least mention the potential dream of a Brian Danielson or even a Claudio, you know, coming over for that spot. But I don't really see that happening. But like we said, you know, the Dominion card could use a little bit more juice and star power. So I'm not ruling it out, but I'm also not expecting it by any means. But, uh, yeah, definite intrigue. uh, with everything going on here, but yeah, four and a quarter, four and a quarter on the match. Really enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. Well, well said. I'm not looking forward, not hoping for it, but you know, God, it was, I'll take that back. I'm hoping for it. I'm not expecting it. Just like you said, it, it would be great. But even if they don't get either one of those guys, I think there will be enough 
wrestling for guys marks like us that will be okay in the long run um csj versus jeff cobb um jeff cobb is the one guy that i thought well outside of tom lawler is the those two guys, I would say, were the the two that I thought in this ZSJ run that would give ZSJ all kinds of fits, maybe even possibly take the title off of them. Didn't happen here. They went to 15 minutes. This uh, ZSJ run has been flirting with 15-minute draws. Now we actually got one. This makes sense to me. I had no problem with it. I thought they would rest their asses off for 15 minutes. To me, it's Jeff Cobb's strength versus ZSJ's sub- submission moves. Who's... Uh, holds move set is going to come out better. Can Jeff Cobb overpower ZSJ? Couldn't do it in this round. I'm not sure if he can do it in the second round because I always thought the ZSJ in 15 minutes would be hard to beat. Jeff Cobb would be even harder to beat in 15 minutes, but he has to win the title first. Neither here nor there. 15 minute draw. I gave it four stars. What'd you think of the match? Yeah, great stuff. Definitely one of the better uh, title defenses for Zach in this tournament, which we'd mentioned. I feel like almost all of these title matches have been between three, seven, five, and four and a quarter stars. Just rock solid stuff. And yeah, a very contrast of styles here, like you said. The strength against the technique and which one's going to win out, and neither one did this time. But yeah, Zach was definitely taken out of his game. You know, couldn't really work the submissions too much because Cobb was just kind of overpowering him, and you know they were striking a little more. But yeah, this was very good stuff. And is it official for Dominion the rematch? I believe so. Yes, I think it is. Yeah, so I wouldn't be shocked to see Cobb win it here. Um, but I'd almost like to see ZSJ get that defining victory over right. him and let's keep it rolling because I've just really been enjoying this run. But, of course, I would not be upset one bit if the Imperial unit walks out with the belt because he's the man and it'd be a completely, you know, shift of what this these title matches are going to look like because ZSJ's style, as we said, is obviously – completely different than Jeff Cobb's and you know it'd be a whole different set of opponents and uh so yeah I'd uh I'd be happy either way but I think I'd prefer to see Zach keep it going I don't I, I agree with you I'd rather see Zach win it but I do love me some Jeff Cobb and I don't think you need Zach Sabre Jr. to have the world tv title to face Brian Danielson and ultimately that to me is the goal I, like I said don't care how you get there yeah. as long as you get the match that's very and, fair and like I said, the, the title would be the cherry on top. It'd be a reason to lure Brian Danielson into Toronto, if you will. The match itself should be a lure, but neither here nor there. Hopefully, they figure it out and that match actually happens this time around versus it's supposed to happen last year and obviously Danielson getting hurt. The last match we're going to talk about, probably the low point of the entire show as far as I was concerned. <laughs> it caught the lowest rating for me for the entire uh, show of Dantaku. You had Hikaleu versus Kenta for the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. Um, I like Kenta. I just think that this was probably set up for him to fail to cough it up to Hikaleu, and that's exactly what it did. Uh, nine minutes, 45 seconds, so it wasn't a lot of time given to these guys, and I don't think if you gave them 10 more minutes, they gave me any more of a reason to get into this match. Hikaleu is what he is. Hopefully he gets some opponents to make him, I guess, look more credible as a champion. Just right now, it, 
he is who he is, and hopefully his story makes me want to invest in him and his story going forward. But right now, he's the champ. Hooray. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> Anything to add on this? Yeah, the match was not great. It was just very average, nothing special. But I guess I'd rather see Hikaleo with it than Kenta, even though admittedly at this point the strong championship doesn't really mean too much since there's no New Japan strong anymore. So it's just kind of like an extra belt. Right. But, uh, yeah, so be it. But, uh, yeah. Didn't really like the match, but uh, we'll be curious. I'm more curious to see Hikaleo with it than Kenta, so uh, well, uh, that's it. Yeah, that's going to say not much more needs to be said. Two point seven five from your boy here. I think it's the the lowest match rating I've given out since we started this uh, lovely podcast. Um, obviously, things coming up on the New Japan side resurgence this weekend. Um, Mercedes Monet, um, trying to think. Willow Nightingale, Momo Congo, and uh, I forgot the phone. Someone I'd never heard of was yeah, the other person. CMLL, uh, Steph Lander, I think sounds right. Either way, you got those four women. Winner, it's a four woman tournament. That the winner is now the new Japan strong open <laughs> women's champion, I guess, open weight champion for lack of a better term. Um, interested to see what that goes. Um, there's one more thing coming up from new Japan, uh, show wise. I think that you should be looking forward to, Oh, the final, uh, the 26th, the 28th circle that for a possible recording, because we would probably have to talk about the winners, the losers, dominion and all that other good stuff. So yeah, uh, 28th, 26th, 28th, semifinal, final, BSOJ, and then this weekend, resurgence from Long Beach. You'll have, um, that's the, uh, that's not Will Ospreay or Tanahashi, that's uh, Dominion. Yeah, it is. Oh, is it? No, it's there. And then the winner, winner faces gets, Archer, Archer at Dominion. Dominion. Okay, so you'll have that at the top of the card. Then, uh, like you said, uh, strong style-ish, well, strong style versus um, the Neverweight Champions minus Tanahashi, this women's tournament for women tournament. There's one other match that kind of caught my eye, but neither here nor there. We'll, obviously, we'll talk about that the next time we record for the pod. You want to talk stardom next? Or we well, do, let's or you hit on do... just real quick. Let's hit on Tai Chi and Shingo. Because yes. I think we both. Yes. Like yes. I just, I just did my list. I haven't put it out yet, but uh, it'll be out probably tomorrow or Tuesday on bloodlinenetwork.com my top 25 matches of the first core first trimester excuse me of 2023 <laughs> uh and i have this match at number 10 so like you said one of the best matches of the year i agree it's in my top 10 you know it went like 46 minutes takagi style triad so you had to win three ways what was it pinfall submission knockout referee stoppage and Count something out. else yeah, yeah, because DQ wasn't on there, of course. So, uh, but yeah, went long, but was never out of it. And I mean, just a real nice, culminating, huge win and one of the best matches of Tai Chi's career. Um, his match with Will Ospreay earlier this year was also on that top 25, I think around like 21 or something. So, two of the best matches of Tai Chi's career have happened in the first third of this year. And, mm. uh, couldn't be happier for him. And, you know, Shingo, talk about people making titles mean something. 
took that KOPW title from a joke to something that, you know, you really wanted to see with actual creative stipulations and matches, you know, they, you know, he and Taichi had a trio of matches last year that were all amazing. The one with Hanare earlier this year that we talked about. So kudos to Shingo and much love to my boy Taichi. Very, very happy to see it. Yeah, um, I gave it four and a, uh, three quarter stars. Uh, it was yeah, that's, closest, that's what I was at as well. It was closest to the perfect as you can get. The 43 minutes, um, I don't have any problem with that for me. To get to where I thought you needed to get, you you needed all that time because I mean, both guys were going to get pins, both guys are going to kick the shit out of each other, both guys are going to you know get some sort of third you know weird way to win, whether it was submission or you know in this case somebody can't well actually referee stoppage was the final way that uh, Tai Chi won, and I was you know. I said it in the last episode. I was like, oh, my God, you know, are they getting ready to throw in the towel? Hiromu's at the on the – get your ass off the stage, yeah, Hiromu. Yeah. Shut your ass down. We ain't throwing in no towels around here. I'm like, man, hell no, dog. That was – and that's, I think, the great part about this whole – Tai Chi Shingo rivalry is that Lij came out as cornermen. They never yeah, come out. I, yeah, never. that is a great point. V E R. They never come out, and they came out for that match. And that's when I was like, "Oh, okay, this is going to be important to watch." So you know, like you said, I had to get dialed in and watch that bad boy. I think, like you said, it elevated the KOPW. It elevated Tai Chi. It made Shingo just to me. He was already one of the, that dude. I'm sorry, Shingo. I got to give you some love. <laughs> he was already there that dude is. to begin with. So at that point, it just makes me more excited for him going forward because at this point, it's it's the, the title, the IWGP title or bust as far as I'm concerned when it comes to Shingo. So he and Sonata are going to have to cross paths. How you get there, time will tell. But no, I, I thank you for reminding me. I totally agree this was for me, one of the best matches of the year. And for me, when I, the as much wrestling that I watch for me to say that shit, that's some shit. So if you go, if you get a chance, stick your way, go find this match, set an hour down of your time. It would be totally fucking worth it. It might actually make you a Tai Chi fan. If you're not a Tai Chi fan. Okay. Um, and if you're not, you should be true. I was going to say it took me a while, but I'm finally jumped on board. I'm, I'm on the caboose portion of the train. You want to start? Uh, toot, toot. Let's go to no. Let's go to Noah, baby. Okay. Just because I like this show a little better than the Stardom show, and I think this is the order we went last time, right? It, it is the order we went last time. Very, 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 very smart of you. Very just that's why you have our tag team partner. This music actually still kind of is relevant because of a little angle that happened at this show the majestic show from noah from five four um i saw the the spillover match from this but let's talk about once again quickly the five well i'm sorry this four title matches and then the swerve that brings keno's music to the forefront uh <laughs> Title match. We're just like I said. We're just go. No, actually, let's go uh, forwards this time. We'll, we'll make it simple. Uh, the tag team titles on the line. You had Saxon Huxley, Saxton Huxley, and Timothy Thatcher versus Segura and Tanaguchi. Uh, Segura Tanaguchi tag team champions taking it off of Daike Inaba, Daike Inaba and Masa Kitamiya 
Got to slow down for a second, Jason. So your words, <laughs> enunciate. And so now you have this match. So in my heart, I was rooting for Segura and Tanaguchi. And obviously, my heart was ripped out of my chest and stomped on <laughs> by the new real faction led by that Timothy Thatcher and Saxon Huxley. They win the GHC Tag Team Championships in 1524, bell to bell. I gave it three and a half. Good, not great. I was a little surprised with the title change, but like we had said in the last episode, if there's any promotion, organization, whatever you want to call it, that kind of keeps you on your toes when it comes to title matches and possible title changes, this is it. Not not too many lengthy title reigns that especially I've seen. With those, especially with each set of tag team titles, too. I feel like are ping-ponging all the time. And, and uh, partners are ping-ponging between each other all the time. But we'll, we'll talk about that when it's necessary. Right now, not even need to talk <laughs> about it. Um, that was in the last episode. See, okay, Cassidy, there you go. That's one of the good things y'all did, so we didn't have to talk about that bullshit again. Um, <laughs> next up, you had Ninja Mac and Hayata uh, for the GAC Junior Heavyweight title, 12-34, bell to bell. Hayata retains. Um, just a quick side note, because I heard TJP talking about Hayata in uh, commentary, <clears throat> saying the three hardest kicks he's ever taken in professional wrestling. Oh, yeah, I did catch that. Nakajima, uh, right, was Nakajima, the first one he mentioned. Uh, Hayata and Mike Bailey. I was like, whew. Yeah. Okay, that, that's some, uh, that's some uh, nice elite company in that scenario. I like Hayata. Yeah. Brad is kind of wishy-washy on Hayata. So, for me, it was, you know, it was cool to hear him say that. I gave this 3.75, not a lot of time given, but I thought it was good where it, it at least checked the box off of Hayata's coming back for guys that – did him wrong or beat him the last time he was the champion, which wasn't too long ago. Once again, title switched around a lot. He calls out Dante Leon post-match, so they'll wrestle somewhere down the line here in a little bit. Thoughts on the match? Yeah, well, I am a bit wishy-washy on Hyatt, but this was definitely one of my favorite matches of his. I think I think I gave it three and a half, but it was solid. Like you said, it got like 12 and a half minutes and Ninja Mac is Ninja Mac, but I definitely didn't dislike it. You know, thought it was pretty decent. And, um, I was a little higher on the tag match than you. I think I went four, might've been three, seven, five. Um, just wanted to rehash what I mentioned on the, the lost app about Huxley. Um, you mentioned the bruiser Brody comp. I mm-hmm. went a little bit lower and mentioned the berserker from like late eighties. <laughs> w like, he just reminds me of that mother. Like he would just walk around and go, oh, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. But I will say this match, I was more impressed with him than any of the previous, like two or three I'd seen in like the multi man. I mean, he's a very generic big guy, but you know, he and Thatcher did work pretty well together. But I'm with you. I definitely would have liked to see Taniguchi and Sugira hang on to it. But, uh, but yeah, sorry. I just wanted to get those thoughts in real quick. And, uh, yeah, I say move on to uh, these final three, which were all four-plus stars and uh, all very, very good. Hideki, Hideki, try this again. Hideki <laughs> Suzuki versus Hio Del Dr. Wagner Jr. for the National Heavyweight Championship. One of my highest-rated matches of the night, but one of the shortest matches between, yeah, it was the shortest match of all the title matches. 12-17, bell to bell. 
didn't feel like 12-17, and that was the good no, thing. No, it didn't. I gave this four and a, a quarter stars heel, though Dr. Wagner Jr. retains. Uh, I like both guys. Both really came <clears throat> to, more so heel, came to uh, my radar at the N1. He, uh, yep. Jack Morris, I thought were two of the guys uh, that really stood out. Suzuki, obviously, going to the final uh, caught my attention as well. So this was a, a scenario where two guys that I, I kind of gravitated toward as the N1 went along, battle for the national title, thought the right guy went over. I'm excited to see what Hio, what's next for Hio. Quietly, he might be the guy that would, might be the one that holds on to his title for a nice little length, I mean, of, length said of time. He's had it since like November. So yeah, we're going on, you know, seven months. So yeah, I agree. It was you know, we, we you mentioned last time about with the two matches that uh, GLG was in, right? Um, wait, am I getting mixed up here? Or no, that uh, excuse me, that Real was in, uh, both going for titles. Suzuki coming up on the short end. I think we both thought, um, you know, or God, I'm getting confused here. Huxley, okay, we both thought Suzuki would have been more likely to beat Wagner mm -hmm. than Huxley and Thatcher to beat Taniguchi and Segura. God damn, there it is. Jesus <laughs> Christ, that was hard to get out. I knew what you um, meant. <laughs> so once, once Huxley and Thatcher won, I think that made this a little more likely. But yeah, I agree. Coming into the show, I not that I was expecting a title change here, but I wouldn't have been surprised at all. Because no. like you said, Suzuki and N1 finally last year you know had an awesome tournament but man i'm happy wagner's keeping it he's all he's the man you know definitely a big big luchador crowd fucking loves him yeah i'm happy to see him keep it going and yeah i'm curious to see who's next because you know i feel like he didn't defend this belt a ton right after you know maybe like two defenses in like four months but i feel like he's been picking it up and uh excited to see where it goes but yeah big big wagner guy for sure yeah, and, um, usually you don't see luchadors his size do what he does with like like any other luchador. Uh, Drogistico, I know we kind of talked about him a little uh, negatively in the lost episode. You called him a botch machine. I'm not going to go that far, you know, but I do understand. I you still like him now. No, no, we agree that that he has all the talent in the world. Drogistico and. Hiho could basically clean do, it up. Yeah, the, Kevin Knight. Okay, just clean it up type shit. Drogistico and Hiho have that same move set. They can both do flips. They can, you know, jump inside, outside the ring, and all that other crazy shit. So in that scenario, at two sixty, and Wagner's about eighty, yeah, like eighty pounds heavier. Probably. Yeah, at two sixty five, it just it, that's his, you know current listed weight. I think that's just much more impressive. All right, let's talk about the uh, the actual swerve of the night and the possible swerve of the year. Did not see this fucking thing coming at all. <laughs> uh, you had Keno, uh, Manobulu, Soya, and Nakajima at this point with uh, uh, still with Congo uh, versus Inamura, Kaito, Kiyomira, and Go Shiyazaki. Shiyazaki making his return back from injury. Uh, Congo wins this match, but then the post-match begins where Nakajima begins to kind of, I guess, taunt, troll, whatever word you want to use, a Shiozaki a little bit, and he puts his hand out to apparently 
try to help Shiozaki up, and that's where I'm like, you know, what the fuck is going on? I'm thinking, okay, he's getting ready to smack the shit out of him. It's okay, Jay. Everybody relax. And he helps him up, and there's no smack. I'm like, like I said, I still haven't gone back and taken the picture of Kano's reaction to this, because it's got to be like my... That's, that's gonna I'm be gonna like my fucking, fucking kill you. Yeah, that's gonna be my profile <laughs> picture next time. It's like I'm gonna, like you said, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Kato does not take the disloyalty lightly. But I've always thought in the back of my mind, even when Congo was, you know, in their heyday, which was not long ago, maybe like two weeks ago, you always saw Nakajima off in the corner, not really a part of Congo. He was Congo, but not darker Congo. shade. Darker shade of red, as Stewart always points out on commentary. So you always kind of thought that maybe this day would come. I just didn't think this day would come in a scenario where I was not personally aware that Shiozaki and Nakajima were a tag team. So that didn't make sense to me when it was happening. So it really <laughs> threw me off at that point. But now, as I, you know, as it's marinated in, it's kind of like a Julia thing. It's not, you know, it didn't strike, shock me that much as Julia losing the title, but it's still kind of like, you know, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, Nakajima is supposed to be this, you know, badass heel. I watched the, the tag team match. It's still Nakajima. It's just I was gonna say he ain't gonna be yeah. (laughs) Just a fresh coat of paint. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was I I was aware they were a tag team, but I had never because I started watching Noah. Well, they broke up as like in the middle of 2020. I was already watching, but just hadn't really seen any of their matches. But I was certainly aware of it, and yeah, I was very very surprised. I too assumed when it was all said and done that he was gonna beat the shit out of Go. You know, he'd even, like, said something about, like, wanting one more match with them before he helped them up. And right. I'm like, sign me the fuck up for that. Um, and as I told you, their match in November of 2020 was one of my, I think I had it, like, sixth overall that year, five stars. Hell, go back-to-back months in November, December of 20. Yeah. Had five stars, classics, both over 40 minutes with Nakajima. And Segura, Segura, I think it went, like, 51. Oh. Man, was, like, 50. And that man is 51 years old. So, anywho, um, obviously would have been excited about that. But strap me in. And I mentioned it on the Lost Sode. We get another Nakajima-Kendo match out of this, which they had my 2021 match of the year at a 60-minute draw for both top championships. Find me the fuck up, and I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, definitely a surprise, uh, but I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. And uh, just overall, and I mean, we're going to talk about this amazing main event, but Noah has been much, much better in 2023 than it was in 2022. Um, you know, it's back to that 2020-2021 form. I, you know, was not shy about saying I was much more into DDT than Noah last year, and that certainly flip-flopped again. I think my boy Higuchi losing the title over there in DDT certainly a part of that. <laughs> um, but I think it's also a credit to Noah. I mean, from you know that first show on the on one one, and then the the Mudo retirement. You know, it's just been big shows, mm-hmm. great matches, pretty solid booking, and intriguing storylines. And of course, the Sith Lord 
Jake Lee and GLG. Yes. So let's go. Yes. Let's talk about the Sith Lord, the Terminator, as he was called on commentary. I like that fucking uh, comparison because for a good chunk of this match, he was the Terminator just walking through Marafuji strikes and chops to the point where I'm like, okay, what the fuck is it really going to take for Marafuji <laughs> to get this thing done? 25-28, bell to bell, Jake Lee versus Marafuji. Marafuji. As, this is one of my first, I think it's the first time I've seen Marafuji in a title match, so I was really curious to see how he's presented in a title match, because I see him in these multi-man matches and it is what it is. Didn't get to, He wasn't in last year's N1, so you don't get to see him kick it up a notch. Hopefully he'll be in this year's N1. So this is the first real chance I've gotten to see Marafuji be Marafuji. He did not disappoint. Oh, he kicked, he kicked it up a notch for you. Yeah, for sure. Definite throwback throwback mid-late 2000s effort from Marafuji turned in here. Yeah, I'm glad glad he turned it up for you because obviously we watched when we were together in person the Marafuji Kenta mm -hmm. incredible match from 2008 9. I can't remember exactly. No, but I, I know I you said that was me on it. That was like the first time you'd seen Marafuji at that level. Now, while this wasn't quite that, it was pretty damn close for it being, what, 15 years later. So uh, I was very happy to see it. And Jake Lee, is, what, what else is there to say? You know, the guy has been incredible since coming over. He's found his character. He's been a beast in these matches. I mean, yeah, not, not only was he running through them in kind of the first 10 minutes, but then he took so much punishment mm -hmm. over that, you know, the final half of the match. Just like the Nakajima match before, I mean, started strong, then got his ass kicked. And, you know, many, many close near falls in both matches, taking lots of punishment. But at the end, he comes through, and uh, I'm just excited. It's so fresh, you know, just talking about me liking Noah more again this year. Like, this is such a big reason why. It's a, a guy who had been stuck in all Japan, which – you know, outside of him and Kento Miyahara and now Yuma Aoyagi kind of working his way up, that company just doesn't have a ton of talent. And, you know, I kind of pay attention tangentially and I'll peek in from time to time. But, man, he's just been such a perfect fit here in Noah. <laughs> and, yeah, I can't wait uh, to keep it rolling. And I can't remember, we didn't get another challenge. Did we or did we not get a ne next challenger for him? Uh, we did not. He he asked if someone was going to come out. No one did. But Segura, he did throw out Segura's name. And that was he's someone. Mentioned him a couple of, he's mentioned him a couple of times. Remember, they had that, like, brouhaha right. after a match. Right. Like, before he became champion, obviously. So it seems like we're kind of headed that direction. And obviously, he doesn't have a tag title anymore. So that kind of frees that Stole up. My so, shit, I, would, <laughs> I would love to see that match, too. Yeah, I, th um, I would agree. I think that's the, uh, the next way they're going to go. And if that's the case, I'm... <laughs> That would be if Jake Lee won in no order, obviously. Segura, Marafuji, and <laughs> yeah. Nakajima would three be of the, the biggest three, stars in the history of the company. And three straight successful title offenses. Yeah. I, I'll say this. I did not know who Jake Lee was before he walked in the door of Noah, but this is how you make someone feel special, 
look special, no doubt. look like a fucking star, feel like a fucking star. And every time I see him from this point moving forward, even when he won the title, when he just basically wiped the floor with Kaido Kiyomiya, and I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? You know, you just don't see champions just get worked over in that fashion, okay? And it was like 30-something minutes, was like – I think we referred to it as almost an extended squash. Yes. I mean, Kaito got some offense in, but it was not quite reminiscent of David Finley Tama, but pretty damn close. And yeah, it was uh, very impressive. And you know how I felt about Kaito. And I was playing <laughs> it up a little bit for sure. But yeah, I was very, very happy to see that. And, you know, Kaito had a nice little reign and, Glad, you know, it was someone who finally could at least retain the title after what four straight champions being unable to retain it and talk about ping pong. And that's why our interest was lower in Noah last year because it wasn't just that title, it was all titles. Like, just the booking was so bad last year. But man, they are humming along here in 2023. I went four and three quarters on the match. If I'm correct, I believe you did too. Um, one of the best matches of the year, one of the best Noah matches of the year. And uh, I got to say it again, just because it's too, too funny. And I did mention it, that we got again, my boy, Mark Pickering telling the story because <laughs> KG Muto was on commentary about KG Muto. When he first met Jake Lee, took him out to dinner. And what was the first thing he did? Asked him to take his top off so he could see the, physique of who may be the next all Japan world champion. God bless it, Keiji Muto. And the fact that he called, and Pickering called it a top and not a shirt to me just just beats me out as well, but yeah, my roommate watched that Jake Lee um, fuck, Nakajima match with me and Mm -hmm. we both caught that, caught Pickering saying it, and it's just so funny and he said it again and I just fucking love it. I was getting ready to say, he can tell that story five times in a row and it would never (laughs) ever get old to me you can just show that to me on a fucking loop and i'll laugh each and every time um not much more from noah that we really need to discuss uh the ladies came back uh drugistico and ray scorpio had a good match uh outside of that it's pretty nondescript if you want to go back and watch by all means watch those final five matches and check out the ladies match uh i thought the ladies once again I think this is the third show in a row they've done where they've had mm-hmm. the women on Noah. So fingers crossed Noah keeps this thing going on and has more of women's matches going forward. Stardom was next, correct? Yes, sir. Speaking of taking their tops off, this still applies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drop the end bomb. Here we come, baby. <laughs> if you didn't get the joke or you don't follow Mina Shirakawa, I didn't follow Mina until... Brett showed me this uh, Instagram post where I guess Mina and Club Venus are all, all moving to Osaka and I'm like well shit I don't like Missouri anyway so why not let's move to Osaka fuck it you know everybody take your tops off I'll start um, let's, go, Hell yeah. <laughs> let's go with the uh, we'll start with the 5-4 the only show that we talked about was, it was starting because there was a lot of fallout from it um, all title matches so there was only three title matches but there, I did see what Micah said post-match after uh, she and Julia beat uh, Saya and Utami. Oh, yeah. Um, basically, this is the new Micah. That's it. The end. Okay. Okay. 
Good enough. I mean, I wonder if we'll see her and Julia tagging more together now. Um, and this match was really good, I thought. You know, just four stalwarts in stardom. Julia, Micah, Saya, and Utami. And we mentioned last time how somehow, at least, to my research, there has not been a Julia Utami singles match in stardom. And this, we certainly got some teas in this match and gotta feel like it's going to happen. They gotta be in the same five-star block or find some way to make this match. Cause I mean, I assumed it would have happened while Julia was champion, but unfortunately that's the case. That's not the case anymore. Mm. And we'll get into it a little bit more, but, uh, I'm still very sad that she is not the champion. No disrespect to Tam Nakano, but I uh, just uh, didn't quite feel the same not seeing her with that belt. And uh, But I am excited now about the official direction with Tam, which we will, of course, get into. But I just wanted to get it out there again that I'm still still salty about it. The end. I'm not salty. I'm just kind of, you know, when I hear you say that, I, I just kind of like, you know, I, I'm like sigh. You know, it's like, you know, what could have been, you know, what should have been, you know, if you got if you got a favorite team and they go so far in the in the tournament or the playoffs and then they get knocked off, you know, you take the that's what it least, feels like. I take like 24 like. hours, you know, to just to kind of decompress because you know I'm a, I'm a salty motherfucker sometimes, especially when it comes to my teams. <laughs> so I need like my own time to you know mellow out and you know kind of reflect upon the season. Speaking of which, how about those Cardinals, baby? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we speaking, hey, hey, we I've been holding on to that one for hey, a while. We, we, we speaking the shit out of Boston right now, so okay, we don't you worry about us. We're we going to quietly get back into this joke. Y'all, y'all, you just wait. You wait. You sit right there. We're going to catch you. Don't you worry about that shit. Motherfuckers. Hey, the, the Reds have been, you know, they're not going to be a 500 team, but they've been, I think, a little better and more fun than I expected them to be. So sure. I'm pleased I'm pleased with the way their season's been going. But honestly I haven't been following baseball as a whole too too closely and like oh, it was a week or so ago I just looked at the standings and I'm like, God damn, St. Yeah. Louis is like ten games under. Whew. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a brutal start around these parts. They talk about firing the match. I'm like, guys. We yeah. can't fire him in It's a month April. and a half. Don't yeah. talk about in April. I'm like, dude, yeah. it's April. Everybody come off the ledge. Can we at least make it to the All-Star break? Good Lord. Yeah, yeah. These motherfuckers here, boy, no love. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the three title matches, and then we could talk about the spillover, people that came in, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Azumi yeah. versus May Sarah. 1046 bell to bell Azumi wins again it feels like it's a broken record but it's a record a record I'd love to hear that's broken I believe this is number 12 for Azumi I think that's right if that's uh if memory serves me correctly post-match um you had Saki Kashima come out I didn't watch this but basically the spillover from this you're going to have a triple threat match uh Fugian Death uh, Kashima and Azumi for the high speed title. Wait, who who was the first one? I'm sorry, Fujikin Death. Oh, okay, I missed that. So I'm not sure how. I, I, would, they I think I'd rather it. Well, I feel like she maybe she was in another like three way high speed match and it worked. I mean, obviously she's more of like a comedy type character, um, and as is Kashima largely. So. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I think it could be fun. I mean, I don't really expect a title change. Maybe Kashima sneak wins it, but 
I'd like to see this title reign end not in a comedy match, but I think it'll probably be fun. No, I, I'm not saying that uh, Fujin shouldn't be in the match. I just didn't understand how it went from these two yeah. to the triple threat. But when I looked yeah. on Stardom's Twitter page, this is the match that is announced. So we're going with that. It is what it is. I'll, I'll look forward to it because I, I think that I know they've done it a triple threat with death as a part of the match yeah. itself, and it works itself out she's she's comedy but she can wrestle she's just gotten past yeah. the point of i'll wrestle you know seriously like i'm zach saber jr she's past that point you know she's just out there and to have she's fun. like by far the oldest on the roster i think she's like 46 i think that's if she's not the yeah because like could yeah let's try that's, this again um who was the, the screamer? The screamer is like forty three, I think. Okay, yeah, that was gonna say. Cause, cause <laughs> Which I just from... want to say, since I mentioned it, what a fucking delight not having Nene Takahashi on this show. Man. Holy shit, it was lovely. Uh, was she in? Well, she was in the uh, she was in the Rumble, if I'm not mistaken. Which I didn't. Which I did not watch. So, so. you see, that's why you missed her, you lucky bastard. Um, seventeen thirty six bell to bell. You had FWC, that is Hazuki and Kojima, uh, lose to the New Eras in Ami Saray and Mirai. This is the first tile defense for the New Eras. Um, I'm okay with that. Like I said before, I'm kind of over Hazuki being in tag teams with <laughs> Kojima. Sorry, not sorry. I'm being selfish about this. Five stars right around the corner. There is an injustice that needs to be served at this point. If you're not going, to, if you're not going to give Micah the five star, then Hazuki needs to get it. Otherwise, I'm going to swim over to Osaka. I can't even swim, and I will whoop somebody's ass. There will be consequences and repercussions if one of those two women don't win the five star. Neither so are you. Telling me if Julia wins again, you'll be upset about that. Oh, come on, man! Why you do me like that? <laughs> that's what I want to happen. That's what I want to happen. Even though I don't think it's going to happen, but Micah and Hazuki would be two very, very fine picks. I, was gonna say, I think we on, both man. last year. We I'm sorry, but we both obviously <laughs> love. The Hazuki run, you know, starting out, what, like 8-0 or something crazy yeah. like that. I don't even remember. And then fading. But, yeah, I'd be very happy with either of those and my girl, Julia. But, uh, yeah, when when is that tournament? I thought it was, like, in August, like, around G1 time. But am I mistaken? I know I wrote it down because it was five stars starts on September 30th. Oh, so we've still got a while then. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of time where, God forbid, if they wanted to do something crazy before the five-star, they can. I don't really foresee it, but I didn't think Julia would lose the title before the end of the year either. So what the fuck do I really know? Um, <laughs> then Wait, real quick on this match, I really like this match. Um, and You know, we talked last time about the new looks of Mirai and Ami Saray, specifically Ami, you know, changed her hair completely, new gear for both. They look great. Um, And no bullshit from Koguma in this match, which I liked, you know, no dancing, singing around, dumb shit like that. Uh, Her and Hizuki, they were serious. They were in their hometown of Fukuoka. Suzuki fucking just laying the hammer down a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, happy to see the new eras, you know, get this big win 
in a true fashion, unlike the count out last time, which I personally loved. I know you weren't as high on, but fuck Takahashi. Um, yeah, I just wanted to see so, you yeah. get the pin, dude. That's all. <laughs> well, that's fair, but. Um, but yeah, good, good stuff here. Happy the, uh, new eras won mm-hmm. and, um, did they, they did have a challenger, correct? They did have a challenger, uh, Odeo tie and Momo. That's Wat- right. Wat-tabe. Momo. Yeah. And, uh, Nakatsu Toro came out to challenge. Um, I said, in the which, that's when we talked, which that's when we talked about Momo being, uh, kind of an afterthought these days, you know, maybe that's a little harsh, but. Not at the level she was at before joining Odeo Tai, that's for sure. And I'll take it one step further. When you were, we were t- on said lost episode, we were talking about, uh, or maybe it was on our text thread, uh, Momo's, um, where it was, it was Io Shirai, and then it bled into Momo Watatami, and Io, one of Io's highest matches was against Momo. And I'm like, that's man, right. yeah. how the hell do you come from that height to this? What the fuck did she do that was so bad that she is like, um, she's mid-card at this point. I don't even, I agree. You know, and that's she was in the that the five star final against Shuri two years ago in twenty twenty one, which was right before she turned and joined Odeo Tai, was also excellent. Like I remember that was one of the first big matches I saw her in. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. And uh yeah, and, and we talked, you know, a couple months ago, whenever it was, with her you know, fighting Saya for the white belt to try and, you know, keep her record intact. And even that was definitely a letdown. Yes. You know, I think I still maybe went four stars, but we were definitely expecting much bigger things from that. So, yeah, I don't know what it's going to take if she needs to leave Odeo, Ty, whatever. But, yeah, I'd definitely like to see the Momo of old. Yeah, and, uh, when she left uh, Queen's Quest for Odeo, Ty, she was making a big deal about how she's going to crush Queen's Quest. Huh. So you yeah. see how that's worked so far. So yeah, I think yeah. it's just it's the booking of Momo that has kind of made me disappointed. I'm, I don't think her match quality has gone down. She still can deliver, but they just don't book her nearly as strong as I think she should be. She should be cha- she should be chasing uh, Tam for the red belt versus teaming with Nakatsu for the guys. Yeah, that's just for me. sure. Uh, Main event time, you had Mina Shirakawa in her first white belt title defense versus Knott's Poi. Um, Great match. Yeah, I had to laugh because the lead up to this, Knott's Poi had called uh, Mina Shirakawa a traitor, and I was like, wait a minute. Bitch, you jumped yeah. shit first before she did, but let's not talk about that. So I w- I've always had kind of a, a little... I would say just tension when it comes to Naspoi's character because I always thought that she she's forgetting for, ah, conveniently forgets certain facts about shit and this is one of those times. Neither here nor there. Twenty twenty seventeen bell to bell. Shirakawa retains the white belt title. I, I agree with you. I thought this was a really good match. It re- gave me flashes of Natsupoi Tam in the cage. We talked yep, about that in the, yep. in the last episode. And that's where I was really kind of like, man, you know, I really wish they wouldn't be together. You know, I, I like Tam and Natsupoi, you know, all parallel to each other, not together. So you always have that level of heat, but you have that with Julia and uh, Tam. So it, that's not necessarily the the worst case scenario. To me, this was about Mina Shirakawa. Right woman went over. Then obviously post match we have the big angle where she officially 
throws down the gauntlet and challenges Tam Natakano for the Red Belt Championship. So you have a double title match on May 27th. I could not believe that. It was just because at the time we didn't know, and I texted you, what was it, yesterday or two days ago? I'm like, that's just for the Red Belt, right? And you're like, nope, double title. (laughs) I'm like, oh, shit. Which kind of... After a minute or two of thinking, I'm just going to say it now, I feel like this has got 30-minute draw written all over it, like that Nakajima-Keno match in Noah two years ago that was for both titles went 60-minute draw. Um, You know, you often see that in a double title scenario, but, you know, I could be wrong. I mean, stardom doesn't do the 30-minute championship draw too often, um, obviously the first Shuri Utami went to draw and then it went to sudden death and it was a double knockout and arguably the best start of match of all time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just a huge match. And while yes, I do still wish Julia was champ and Tam didn't feel special to me at all on this show. Uh, this match will definitely feel special. And, uh, I can't wait. I'll be, you know, I think I'm most intrigued to see if we do get a definitive winner or not. Um, I'm going to say probably not, but um, yeah, real quick, just on the match, couldn't agree more with Nat's boy. Like she brought her a game here. Mm -hmm. She showed right out of the gate that she was not here to fuck around slapping the shit out of Mina, but Mina, you know, finally got it in gear. And, you know, I feel like the last few minutes, there were some great near falls, great action in this match. Um, and man, Mina just looks so fucking good with that championship, the robe, all the colors. She looks look fucking so good. And, uh, yeah, excited about this at least, but, uh, still bummed about Julia. <laughs> <laughs> just had to throw that in there, didn't you? Um, no. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you with, uh, with Mina Tam. I think this is more than likely going to be a draw a broadway style draw from 30 minutes obviously um for me i think this is more about building mina as a credible white belt champion i'm not sure why you just didn't why you don't go the the traditional route and just feed her some uh contenders from that this point moving forward but i guess maybe they have ideas that I don't know about. It's still a nice little chunk of time between now and September. So, you know, there's going to have to be at least a couple of uh, title defenses both ways for Tam and Mina moving forward past the 27th. Because like, like you said, and I agree, I just don't see either one of them winning. But if you made me choose, I'll let you go first. If, if, if you had to choose one or the other. If who would I want? No, who do you? Who think, would I? Who you, no, who would you think would win? If it came down to it, who would you think would win? I think Tam would win. I would want to see Mina win, but I feel like it would be Tam. I agree too. I was going to say, I, I think the Mina story. I just think would it'd be, be too soon. Yeah, it'd be too soon to kind of shoot her to the top like that. When you know, a year ago from this point, she wasn't even really a white belt contender. You know, right. we've mentioned several times just the quality of her run in the five-star last year, you know, really, I don't want to say put her on the map, but definitely elevated her, uh, you know, a level in this company. And then the match, the first match with Sio and she got her face broken, proved that like, okay, she can fucking go at a high level in a big championship match. And look at her now in a big double title match and doesn't feel, you know, feels like she belongs. So, uh, 
it'll be a good one. Why do we laugh when every time one of us mentions somebody's face getting broke, where it's <laughs> Sonata getting that work from Will Ospreay, or in, in this case, uh, Mita getting uh, her face broken by Sire? We're just fucking <laughs> evil, I swear to God. Uh, one match that I didn't get the chance to talk about that's going to be on that <clears throat> the 27th. Uh, we were talking about Julia. What's possibly next for her? Well, this is what's next. She, Thicla, and my Sakurai are going to challenge for the oh, artist of Stardom uh, titles versus restart. That is Kyrie Asane, uh, Natsupoy, and sorry, Ano. Uh, so in this scenario, I don't. I'm now kind of like I. I guess you're gonna have to keep Julia occupied here for a little bit and this is one way you do it I'm not a huge fan of this I would almost kind of like her to be you know kind of chasing after Tam but for the moment I guess this is one way to do it I wouldn't be surprised to see the title flip here especially where you have someone up and coming like my Sakurai who slowly but surely has been you know cutting um, post-match promos, backstage promos, all this other good stuff. She's got a, a feels like her own gimmick, her ladyship, if you will. Thekla, I think, is underrated. I think she's a good wrestler, and obviously Julia's oh, Julia. Yeah. So I wouldn't be so – I would not have a problem with those three winning the artist titles. I wouldn't have a problem with uh, Restart keeping the titles. But just uh, one match I wanted to uh, throw out there before I forgot. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. And, yeah, love me some Toxic Spider, too, of course. Uh, but, yeah, it will be interesting because, obviously, Restart just won them. And, you know, it feels a lot like Okada with Julia right mm -hmm. now, you know. That's obviously, Julia's not quite the Okada level. You know, she's just a one-time champ. But, like, she was the hottest thing going in the company for a while. And now it's like, what do you do with her? All right, let's put her in the six man. We'll see if they we'll see if they win. But uh, yeah, it should be a good match for sure. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to the match. And like I said, those four matches, uh, man, uh, Tina, man, oh, let's try this again. Mina, Tam for the double titles, uh, guys, the title, uh, guys, the star title match. Natsuko, uh, Momo and Natsuko, Jesus Christ, versus the New Eras in Murray and Mirai and Amisore. Can't even read my own handwriting. Saki <laughs> versus Death versus Azumi for the high speed title. And then, like we said, you have the RSA title match right there. So you got four matches off the jump for the 27th. Uh, once again, probably a good time to circle that week or so because that would probably be a good time yep. to record because then we will have multiple shits to talk about does the following night is the 28th that's the bsoj final so yeah that's definitely a uh, a good time to think about looking for the phoenix to rise from the ashes from that point but yes, sir. one more uh, stop we got to make we're going to touch tjpw really quick just talking about once again the two title matches and your girl over here in the background she has a lot to say about what would possibly happen going forward um Let's just start with the title match because it has this woman's uh, theme music and she's involved in it. You had Mizuki defeat Sawyer Wreck in 1124. Um, it's what's that? It's, it's the third shortest match. If I'm if I'm looking at this right, it's the third shortest match of the entire 
show and it was the main event which is kind of weird but i guess it is what it is mizuki going over is the only thing i'm really concerned with you kept her you got her there and now you got to build her up and keep her up to this point this is the first time i saw sawyer wreck uh, i believe she is uh, GCW uh, fame, if you will. So if you like GCW, yeah, yeah. you probably seen her before. This is the first time I saw her. She was she was fine. It, it wasn't good, great. It was it was passable, serviceable. size differential. I'm with you. Yeah, neither of us had seen her, but she's what like six two, and Mizuki's probably like five two. Yeah, so I mean, you you give Mizuki a lot of credit. I don't even go give her five two. Yeah, probably five foot, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I went three seven five or three five on this. Yeah, I thought just again the the size differential was uh, you know made this intriguing. And how's Mizuki gonna you know get around this giant of a woman? And uh, you know ended up getting the big suplex for the win. But uh, I, I was I, I was entertained by this one for sure. Uh, not quite as much as the previous match, but uh, I thought Sawyer Rex did a fine job in her debut here and. Uh, yeah, so Mizuki, I guess, will be taking on Maki Ito next, correct? Yes, Maki Ito came, comes out. She throws down the gauntlet to challenge. I have not seen a date for this yet. I'm assuming it should be coming up. So that is a definite match that, A, I'm looking forward to. B, I don't know if Mizuki is going to lose, but if she lost, this might be a person that she could lose to and it wouldn't hurt her per se. Makito obviously yeah. is known here, there, practically everywhere. And if you put her with the title and let her travel the States, you can maybe make her the Pied Piper of TJPW and bring And she hasn't won in. that belt. She hasn't won that belt yet either. So uh, if I had to pick right now, I feel like I'd take Mizuki and then maybe Maki like wins an offer on a second challenge down the line, maybe. But I would not, like you said, I would not be surprised one bit to see Maki Ito win this belt here. I'll put myself under the, the, the same spotlight. I, I'll I'll pick Mizuki, but uh, if, if Maki Ito wins for some un, ungodly reason, I'm okay with that too. I think. Oh, for sure. I, she's the reason that I watch TJPW. I saw her. I saw, you know, I saw on YouTube, I started to laugh. I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? And the next thing yeah. you know, I'm subscribing to fucking Russell Universe like a sucker. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say a sucker. I was going to say between that and the, the was that the Keno uh, Nakajima double title match that ended in a draw, those two matches right there, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm. <laughs> I'll go ahead and plop down this six, seven bucks. No problem. You got me. Um, the other title match we're going to talk about from TJPW is the International Princess of Princess title match. Suzumi with a surprise challenge after Rika Tatsumi wins her uh, first title. Well, I shouldn't say her first. She defended her in her first title defense successfully. Suzumi comes out to challenge. Now, for those who don't watch TJPW, Suzumi is about a handful of the younger roster women that I think could be something down the line, two or three years. Uh, her, Suzumi and uh, Orisu Endo are the, mm -hmm. the two that I think will become champions, tag team champions first before either one of them becomes singles. But it was cool to see Suzumi in a spot where she had a chance to at least challenge for 
a title in this case, the International Princess of Princess. Didn't think she was going to win. She didn't, but I thought she had one of the better um, showings of the night. 13-28, bell to bell. Tatsumi retains, but I thought uh, Suzumi got herself over while Rika went over, if that makes sense. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I went four stars and couldn't agree more about Suzume. I think definitely a future star here. I think she's, what, like 22 and exactly. yeah, only like her second year. And, yeah, I feel like, you know, even when she's, like, lower down the card, I've always really enjoyed her matches, and this was no exception. Uh, she had a great performance, and obviously Rika's Rika, and she's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I thought these two had great chemistry and quite enjoyed it. Yeah, um, interested to see what's next for Rika. Um, and one other note, because I, I should have led with this, because it's outside of the ring, but um, and probably the, the biggest story of TJPW, uh, Yuka Sakazaki is going to graduate yeah. um, from TJPW. The, the word graduate was used in the tweet that I saw from TJPW, which is kind of weird. I didn't think you could graduate from TJPW, but I guess that's what, that's what you do. I, well, I mean, you know, that, that sounds like it, when you graduate, it's like you're a young lion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. And she's been like one of the top stars. She's so been yeah, there I thought that was decade. interesting wording is right. You know, as when, you, well. when, when you're been, when you're someplace for a decade, you should have graduated from that point as far as yeah. I'm concerned. <laughs> but we had kind of, you know, discussed it and you know guessed on you know where she could possibly go she does still have aw ties she is still on their roster so our guess is probably aw at the end of the year so if you're a yuka zakazaki fan like i am enjoy her now in tjpw not sure what the future will bring when she comes over to the states but hopefully tk will use her in a proper way keep her strong and make her look like she has never lost a step from tjpw um outside of that everything else is the usual tjpw goodness so if you get a chance check it out um nothing that i can think of i can see that is worth discussing so i think that wraps up the abridged lost episode version yes, and we caught up on a best of the super junior so i think that's it kids it's gonna go yeah i think uh this is a success so now i gotta take it now i gotta take a shit so on that <laughs> lovely note it's time to go ahead and wrap see, this bit. See, <laughs> okay the more you fuck around the more you're gonna find out. Okay, see, see, there you go. You just <laughs> fucked around, find out. My man's gotta take a shit. All right, so on that lovely note, we gonna get everybody up out of here. Thank you for joining us once again on this lovely flight. I keep forgetting. Look for our Twitter page. You should be seeing this episode coming on our Twitter page. Uh, I believe it's PHX Splash Pod. The YouTube page should be coming on here in a little bit. So things to look forward to. And then obviously content as wrestling permits itself. For my man, Brett Jacob, who should be running to the bathroom. I'm your other host, Jason Cornelius <laughs> Bill. We will see you the next time on the Phoenix Splash podcast. Kenichiwa, bitches. We will see you uh, the next time. We all bid you adieu. Isn't that right, buddy? Thanks for not fucking up the podcast this time. See you in Osaka. <laughs> See you in Osaka. Oh, that's amazing to be fucking funny. <laughs>